Hello, welcome to Words to Lead By. I'm Linda Parkhouse. I'm amazed at how many of you are listening to this podcast and sharing it with your friends. Thank you. In this episode, I share some thoughts around the idea that God is sometimes so done with things we do or think. As we approach the future, it's time to think about what to leave behind, what to retool, and what to make new. I've been considering the question, is God done? And I'm thinking about it in the way many of us in the U.S. say, I'm so done with that. First, let me clarify that God is not done doing good things for us. He is good, and that's his character, and that doesn't change. He isn't done working all things for good to those who are called according to his purpose. He is not done loving us. The Bible also tells us that God is love. He embodies it. Love is who he is. His mercy and steadfast love never fail and are new every morning. He isn't done redeeming people who have lost their way. He is not done buying people back into relationship with him. He isn't done speaking to us. He says his sheep, and those are the people he's bought into relationship, hear his voice. And that's an active word, not a past tense word. God is not done answering our pleas for help. I could do a whole podcast on this topic, so I won't go deeply here. Suffice it to say, sometimes God speaks quickly when we ask. Sometimes he waits. And as a good parent, he will answer yes or no or wait when we ask him for something. There are a lot of things God is not done doing and being for us, which gives comfort and hope to all of us that know him. I've been asking the question, is God done for my personal life in this way? What is God done with in my life? What behaviors and patterns is he done with? What old ways could I let go of that would bring him delight? Who or what am I hanging on to that he's ready to meet for me to move on from? Is he done with something we've simply gotten used to, something not inherently bad, but not best for us? Is he done with something we knew was his will for us last year or a decade ago, and we just haven't brought it to him lately to hear his plan for us today? Is he done with the way things have been in our life, and has he been trying to get us to move in a different direction? Let me say it this way. Is God done with us returning to normal after the pandemic, and is he working to give us new ways of living and interacting with him and one another? As you know by now, I often suggest we pause life and ask God questions waiting until we have answers. If you spend big amounts of time with God asking him what he's done with in your life, I think he'll let you know. However, there's a companion question to what is God done with, and that is, am I open to the changes God wants to bring my way? Ultimately, am I surrendered fully to his plans, or do I keep trying to give God direction for what I want when I pray? I know we're supposed to ask for what we want, but I also know from the Bible that we don't get some things because we ask with wrong motives or for something not aligned with God's best for us. God isn't going to give me something that will harm me. I will say when I'm not willing to do what God tells me, he stays pretty quiet. You know what it's like when a friend asks for counsel and ignores it every time. 
Let's not be that way with God. When God gives a command, let's do it. I think God will speak when he knows we're ready to obey. I learned much about this from a quick video by the Bible Project, and the link is in the show notes. But here's a synopsis. The Hebrew word for listen is shema. This word actually means to listen and take action or obey once you hear. There is no word for obey in the ancient Hebrew language. The assumption when God commands us to shema or listen is that we will hear what he says and act on it. If we don't listen, our actions reflect it. There are quite a few times in the Bible that God says, he who has ears to hear, and then makes a statement. He meant every time, if you have ears and are hearing what I say, you will act. If you're not really listening to what I say, your actions will reveal it. Ears to hear, take action, and obey. Ears that are closed, don't take action on what they hear. So, the first application point is to ask these two questions for your personal life. Ask if you're ready to surrender your agenda and plans, and if you are, then ask God what he's done with and what he wants you to do in place of that. Let's be with God in stillness long enough to hear his vision for our future and that of our family and relationships. There's another layer of these questions for all of us who lead others. What is God done with that we must surrender in order to lead his people well? Back in 2016, I heard a message by Christine Kane at the Hillsong Color Conference in Sydney, Australia. Yes, I got to go all the way to Sydney, Australia. I had a daughter living there at the time, and we attended that conference together. She said, a leader can keep an entire generation from their destiny. Let me say that again. Chris said, a leader can keep an entire generation from their destiny. She referenced the account in Numbers 13 and 14, where the nation of Israel refused to enter the land God promised to them because of a bad report from 10 of the 12 spies sent in to scout it out. I think that's a fairly human response. So let's look at that account together. The backstory is that the spies were chosen because they were leaders in each of the 12 tribes. They each had influence on hundreds of thousands of people. Some Bible scholars estimate the nation Israel was well over a million strong. In Numbers 2.32, we are told there were 603,505 registered military men. If most were married and had multiple children, which was common at the time, the nation could easily have been well over 2 million people. You and I probably don't lead a million people or even a thousand people, but our influence creates ripples through the people we lead into their spheres of influence, multiplying the effect of ours. The spies looked over a land God said he would give them, the same God who had recently delivered them from 400 years of slavery to Egypt and rescued them by opening a dry path through the Red Sea. They'd seen this with their own eyes and been wowed in the moment. But when they looked at the land God led them to, they didn't focus on the promises of God and his past victories on their behalf. They focused on the obstacles ahead. There were giants and fortified cities in the land. For 10 of the spies, these obstacles seemed insurmountable. Two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, believed God would get them into the land and give it to them despite the obstacles. Remember, 
All the spies sent into the land were leaders, so we can't excuse ourselves and say, well, only the two leaders could see the possible future. Some leaders saw what God was giving them through his eyes, and some saw it through their own. I don't know about you, but I have a tendency as a leader to see through my own eyes rather than God's. It's a choice we get to make day by day and moment by moment. My question to all of you who lead is, considering the scope of people you know and interact with, are you a person who helps people adapt to a new thing? Are you going to cling to what has been? When you talk with God about your church or your business, are you asking him to give it back to you the way it was? Or are you asking for wisdom and creativity to lead it into a new land, a new reality? Do you have ears to hear God and obey what he says about your church or your business? As leaders, we get to sit in stillness and surrender to God as we plan our church's future or that of our business. Church leaders, I want to say something specific to you. It is imperative that we teach our people how to follow God, not us. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that a system of doing church that doesn't show people how to lean on God and his word first will fail people. They won't have the spiritual roots to weather the storms of life. They will step out of the boat of your church and flounder in the open seas of calamity. Changing this will require a lot of loss for many of us. It will require a paradigm shift in the way we think about what we've done. Essentially, it's letting go of or even tearing down traditions in order to be nimble in the new future God has for us and our people. Will you risk it? Will you listen with an open mind to God? Will you open your hands and heart, releasing what you want and what you dreamed of in order to give your people what God wants for them? It won't be easy. And in fact, it may be one of the hardest things you've ever done. But I urge you to do it. God said following him was never going to be easy. He said we would have trouble in this world. He said the road of obedience is narrow and few follow it. So will we be people of obedience? I hope so. While we listen to God about what he's ready for all of us to be done with, let's also look for the new things God has given us in this season that we may have overlooked or maybe even minimized. Has he given you renewed courage, a heightened awareness of your need for in-person connection, perhaps peace or unexpected rest, a hope that hasn't disappointed you. Let's remember to be grateful to God for what we do have. So in closing, I ask you, what is God done with? Ask him and be prepared to make changes. If this podcast was helpful to you, When you leave a review in iTunes or wherever you access the content, it will help others find it. You can follow if you like, and new content will be mentioned on my social media accounts as well. Just look for Linda Parkhouse, LLC. Catch you next time on Words to Lead By.